Have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, am I missing something? Or is there something missing in all of these self-development practices? Well, us too. I'm Chloe, a yoga student and teacher. And I'm Natalie, a spiritual channel and life coach. We're two cousins raised in very different parts of the country with very different life experiences. But we found ourselves in a conversation where we discovered how similar our self-development paths are, despite our different perspectives and approaches. So we welcome you to this space and our conversations all about our personal growth paths, practices, and perspectives. So let's get into it. I definitely know in my own personal life that I have struggled with really in a sense of imposter syndrome where, you know, I, I, I know that things are, or I guess that I'm, I'm, I have a talent in certain things or I have a skill set in certain things, but because, you know, there are so many other people doing something similar there, you know, the, the field is saturated in other areas it's kind of like well they're doing this they're doing that and so what can I bring about because maybe I'm not as knowledgeable or I don't have enough experience or I don't have a certification to make me feel confident in my abilities and I know definitely that is it is very true for my life and that's really what we want to talk about today Something that Chloe has helped me or guided me through, and maybe just through our conversations, she kind of put things into a different perspective for me, which was, you know, with imposter syndrome, how much of it is us wanting to actually just do right by the practice and really represent it authentically, or uh, maybe I don't know the right words, Chloe, maybe you can chime in. But that's, that's something that has been really sitting with me for a very long time, several years, which is why I never really launched myself out into the world because I didn't know if I had enough of the, the you know, good stuff to make it out there in the world because maybe I didn't have enough uh, education behind it or enough practice or enough, you know, experience. And so I, I was always afraid to kind of just get out there and be. So when Chloe and I started hanging out more, she was like, just do it, you know? And, and again, it goes back to that one friend too that always said to me, no one's gonna do it like you. And so it's kind of getting over that that fear of who we are. So Chloe, I don't know if you, if you wanna mention anything about this, because you definitely have a, a interesting perspective on it. Well, I think, you know, like, let's, let's talk about like what that feeling really is. Like, I think it's something that everyone has experienced in one aspect of their life or another, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, relationships, whether it's at home. Um, but it's it's that feeling of who am I? It's that feeling of um, why should anyone listen to me? Why should anyone take me seriously? Am I the right person to be doing this? Um, you know, I don't, I don't have human children, so now maybe you can tell me, but, you know, I wonder, like, in, in those relationships, like, are there those moments 
have have any of you listeners experienced those moments in in relationships where it's kind of got I'm not I'm not enough I can't do this um, I don't have the the skills I don't have the experience I don't have the whatever it may be I know for me I feel it mostly in work um, that feeling of who am I I'm not enough and I think partly um, it's something that we grow into as we become immersed in something um, you know they say the more we know the more we know we don't know and I think as yeah, that's kind of, true right <laughs> I think as mm. we kind of immerse ourselves in some of these different things we start to realize how much we don't know about it um, which kind of feeds into that feeling of who am I right and it's something that you know a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome and and you know I guess thinking about it now I'm not honestly really sure kind of what my view on it was before I kind of had this I don't know epiphany but that yeah. really I mean imposter syndrome isn't it's not about you not being enough it's not really about me not feeling like I'm enough in what I do it's such a deep appreciation and respect for what you do or for the relationship right because you feel it and you know that it's like it could help yourself and like life-changing and so you want to make sure that you're representing it exactly in a very profound way so others can feel the magnitude of what you're learning exactly yeah yeah so what do we do with that I mean Natalie I liked that you mentioned you kind of brought in the, that element of fear because fear really is the major thing that holds us back whatever it, I mean it yeah. can take so many different um, fear is the biggest motivator it's a huge motivator um, but it's also what type of motivation huge, is it giving you well right <laughs> and it can take so many different faces mm -hmm. you know so many different appearances and it can show up in so many different ways right but it can be so incredibly crippling and right. debilitating right. and those two really kind of go hand in hand like I, I don't think that fear and imposter syndrome are necessarily the same thing but they definitely go together sure. you know like if if imposter syndrome is really about wanting to represent your passion well then there is that element that that element of fear that you will um, do it a disservice I think especially today you know with the ease of access with social media it's easier than ever before to see what other people are doing and to have that um, platform that really heightens comparison yeah and the, the, where my mind goes is uh, my mind goes right towards the idea that you if you really sit back think about it I mean I, I don't remember where it was the article I saw but there is somewhere, maybe it's in the Czech Republic, or maybe it's it's somewhere overseas, away from the United States, of course, <laughs> um, where they actually have libraries to have conversations with people. So you can check out a person rather than a book. And you can converse with the people to hear their stories so that you can 
you know, get a different perspective on life and kind of see like there's, there are other ways that are, that people are living and viewing the world and kind of understanding it from a book in a sense. I love that because it made, you know, I'm, a, I'm, as you guys are learning, I'm very spiritual. And right now I'm, I'm learning about, not necessarily learning, but I'm seeing a different perspective on the idea that we are all one. And so there's a book called uh, The Raw, uh, damn it, I just know it's The Raw something, and it's about the law of one and how we are all, we are really all one. And we are one consciousness, but because of ego and because of all these things, we became, uh, what's the word? It's like, I, I forgot the word, but it's, it's called, it, it starts with a D and it's like we distorted. That's the word. We, be, we became distorted as a people, as a consciousness, because the ego got involved and made us see us, see ourselves separately. But really, we are all each other's learners, or we are all each other's teachers, and we're all learners. So we're teacher learners. And so the thing is, is this imposter syndrome, if you really take a step back and you look at things, we are all going through the same thing because there has been at least, and like Chloe just said, there's been at least some time, and I think you said this, maybe you didn't, I thought you did, uh, that somebody has, you have gone through this at some point in your life and it doesn't matter what walk of life it was what part of your what part of your life it was the fact is is that we've all gone through fear and kind of wondering you know am i doing right by my studies or am i doing right by my parenting or whatever it is so if you step back from it we all have something in common and that is what we want to do is start to get us to wake up to the idea that we are a community of people who are like-minded, but maybe not the same community, like somebody else might be in a different community of like-mindedness. But at the core of it all, we have this understanding that everyone has gone through some state of fear that maybe like it could have led to this idea of imposter syndrome. And so if you if you really look at it from that perspective that we've all had this experience, it just looks differently. Then when you look at the person in front of you, can you see them through a different lens and see it, see yourselves as kind of like this idea of like, okay, you know what? We're, we all live at different parts of the world, but we've all have something in common and imposter syndrome, at least in the, in the like-minded group that I'm in my circle, we've all experienced that. And the, the bottom line is, is we got to find support from people to help us kind of see through that and understand it. And that's what I loved about when Chloe had this epiphany, because I was definitely going through an imposter syndrome when she was helping create my website and helping create, you know, what we're doing now. And she's just like, get out there, like do it your way because nobody thinks like you, nobody sees the world like you do. And we all have this baseline of fear but what I took away from it is like, we all go through this. We all go through this state of fear that holds us back from our destiny, that holds us back from our North Star, where we're going in life. And we got to overcome that somehow. So how do we do that? Right? Yeah. Well, and it's easy, you know, to say like, you just got to push through. You just got to keep going. You just got to like, yeah, you know, take another step. Right. It's hard to actually do. Right. You know, and for me, like, one of the things that I've always 
a helpful practice I've had, you know, because these negative experiences, these negative feelings are, are still part of our human experience. They're still part of, you know, this life. And to ignore them, to write them off, um, is a disservice to this experience in itself. Um, so a practice that I have found incredibly helpful um, is just the, the practice of recognizing and acknowledging those negative feelings when they happen. I mean, that was something I had a friend a couple years ago, and um, I can't remember the exact, you know, set of circumstances, um, but there was just a, a heaviness and a weight that he was feeling, um, you know, and his instinct was to turn to weed or to turn to alcohol and kind of drown it out. And one thing I told him, I was just, you know, it's too easy to do that. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't benefit us to try to drown out the negative. So, you know, I was like, do what you got to do. But maybe before you do that, just sit with this feeling for a minute. Set a timer if you need to. Like, set a timer for a minute and just let yourself sit with that feeling. And then do what you got to do. You need to get stoned, you need to get drunk, do what you got to do. Right, yeah. But that is, um, you know, it's, it's a little, a little practice, a little step that starts to connect us more. To with, our bodies. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and again, bringing that whole connection together of body, mind, soul. Right. Because, um, I, I mean, I could tell you, I could space out all the time and go into the soul, soul, the soul realm and just live there. And I don't even have to get high. I don't have to do anything to just be there. Because for me, it's very easy to tap into that consciousness. And I re recently realized I'm escaping too by being there, having that knowing of, like, this isn't how the life has to look. It can look this beautiful and glorious. But Chloe and I were having a conversation yesterday where she was like, yeah, and... And, I, and, and I, I mean, we both kind of said it. I was like, I know that this is reality, though. I have to come down. And she's like, yeah, that's one reason why one thing I practice is, is that balance of, yeah, I have a belief in the spiritual realm. But at the same time, that's not where reality is right now. And so now I'm, I'm having this. I mean, I can honestly tell you, like I kind of just did. I admitted it, that sometimes I escape through the ethers. Sometimes I go to the higher place because I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be this way down here. Like, let's bring heaven to earth. Like, let's bring it all down. That's my, that's, at least that's what my soul is here to do is bring heaven to earth. The thing is, is that I live in heaven sometimes in, in my head. And I'm like, that, you know, and my, my mentor always tells me, she's like, you're such an idealist. I'm like, but that's just the Leo way. <laughs> and, and now I'm getting hit with this reality of like, come down. Be here and do the work. Not necessarily like I'm not doing the work, but like create the life that you see in your head. How are you going to do it? How are you going to get from A to fucking B? Instead of just saying like, okay, God, you know, save me. This is how it's supposed to look. So, yeah, you know, and so now that's where I'm at. And I'm like, okay, I'm done escaping now. I got to make this fucking happen, even if it hurts me. Well, it's so interesting, like bringing, you know, all these ideas kind of together of like, we we all have our 
escape uh, escapism. Yep. Um, and we don't just try to escape from the negative. We also try to escape from the the fear of realizing our dreams. Yeah. Because that's I mean, there's, and that's there's, the imposter syndrome right there. Yeah. There's the fear of misrepresenting what we love. There's the fear of actually attaining what our goals yep. are. Yep. And we absolutely try to escape from that too. Yeah, the fear of failure, the fear of success. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so we got to start looking at like, yeah, you know, I, I actually made a post the other day regarding my my blog about about how it is human nature to choose pleasure over discomfort. Doesn't matter how we're attaining that or how we're achieving that pleasure. Bottom line is we have a tendency. It's human nature to want uh, to want pleasure over discomfort because our subconscious mind is the emotional mind, and the emotional mind doesn't want us to feel pain. It doesn't want us to feel uncomfortable. So if we sit in our own misery, it's because we have taught the subconscious mind, the bigger part of our brain, that it's comfortable to be in this uncomfortableness because you're so used to it. And so if you go outside of your comfort zone, it's scary and it could potentially hurt you. So I'm going to keep you here and keep you in this fucking rut. And that's, that is one thing that as a hypnotherapist, I used to teach all the time. And the thing is, is like now here I am living it again. And I'm like, whoa, full circle. Like I got to come down to reality. And we got to do, we got to go through the uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Well, and you know, something I think we have to ask ourselves too is, um, is the pleasure that we are escaping into really pleasure or is it the illusion of pleasure? Exactly. Exactly. It's the illusion that keeps us trapped. Honestly. I mean, in my, from my perspective, it keeps us trapped because it's, it's scary to have the criticisms of the world of like, wait a minute, how can you have this easy ass fucking life? Sorry for all the F-bombs. I'm very passionate about this right now. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are not a fan of F-bombs, I apologize. It's just, I'm very passionate. So the F-bombs come flying out, but you know, it's, I don't know where I was going. I lost the track. <laughs> Bring me back, Chloe. Bring me uh, back. The illusion of pleasure. The I don't know. I lost it, y'all. It keeps us. It keeps us trapped. The unknown. I mean, I think that yeah. whatever you were saying <laughs> um, was making me think the unknown. You know, it's the yeah. fear of the unknown. The uncertainty. We so live in these boxes and bubbles that we've created. That's what it was. That's where it is. That that I, I, it came back as soon as you said the boxes <laughs> because. We are so used to living in a criticized world, you know, a world that just picks us apart bit by bit. We can't even be our fucking selves because we have to live up to these norms, these expectations. Mm -hmm. And how can we know what we really love and what we really want when we have to, you know, go by these rules? And that's, that's one thing that I was just telling Chloe yesterday. That's one thing I loved about who she is as a child. We were sitting at my mom's house. I can't remember what holiday it was. And she was just like, I can't live like this anymore. And she was eight years old. And I'm like, what? Like I couldn't even fathom how an eight year old had such a free spirit. And I was like, 
but that's how we can have freedom like we can have that feeling like it's it's it was just amazing to witness a young person knowing that we can't live by these social norms we can't live by these boxes we have to live our life and chloe has had that since she was a kid and it's just so interesting that people are so not interesting it's just it's hard to see people so trapped by that i mean I'm not, I'm one of those. I'm, I'm barely coming back down to that reality, coming down to earth and just saying, fuck it all. Like, why are we making shit so complicated? We don't have to be. We don't have to be a slave to this fucking idea. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Again, sorry for all the F bombs, y'all. Just around bunch of words. Yeah. I mean, just like anything, you know, that was my thought. Like, with, you know, what we're talking about with, like, these boxes and these societal norms and these you know kind of expected ways of living and it was all just made up by somebody yeah some person some group of people made it up <laughs> yeah said that my my ego doesn't like this so therefore it's dubbed terrible i mean i just saw something the other day and again this is for all you woo people out there it was, why are we fear, why did, think about the people who burned women at the stake. Mm -hmm. Why are we so afraid of those women? Shouldn't we have been afraid of the people that were burning them alive? Mm -hmm. That's who we should have been afraid of. The people that were trying to make us like the bigger crowd mm -hmm. versus people who are living authentically in alignment with who they are. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't, I don't call myself a witch. I, it just doesn't resonate. Um, I know there's a lot of talk out there about, you know, it's witchy. It's, it's, you know, they're a witch and, you know, go for it. You know, that, that's, that's your thing. It's not mine. I just know I am along the lines of the woo. But when they said that, it, or when I, that quote, I was just like, whoa, you know, people don't, think about they think about the horror and all that stuff but they don't think about wait a minute we should have been fearing the mass uh, amount of people the the mob that were burning human beings alive just because they practiced plant medicine just because they did things that were not considered okay by the majority of the population well it's interesting that you bring that up because I mean, we're seeing the same thing happen mm -hmm. today. Yep. You know, and it's that mob mentality. It's easy to get people fired up. I mean, like you were saying, like fear is an incredibly huge motivator. Yep. So, um, when when people use fear as a weapon, it is going to fire people up. Yep. And it creates that mob that yeah and I don't know where I'm going with that well we have to we have to and I again I'm, I'm not told I'm totally not doing like self-promotion it's just interesting that we're talking about what you just said because I my my recent blog post I talk about what's happening to the human consciousness and how it is it is the, the veil is being lifted as a collective and as a as an individual and I don't need to get into all that. You can read my blog. But what I talk about in there is how our weapons 
are not not necessarily guns and knives. There are words, there are collective thoughts, there are thoughts in general that aren't accepting of another person. They're not loving. They are judgmental. They are critical. They are. Well, and oh my goodness, I mean, I mean, speaking of that, it has been um, a little bit disturbing to me lately. The trends I've been noticing on social media, um, you know, because we are in a huge shift right now. Huge. Huge shift. There are there are things that are coming up, coming out, being talked about that are changing that need to change. Yep. We have some serious issues in in the structure of our society. That, they've always been always been there. They're just now being brought to light. Right. But there is this um, counter side that's taking it too far. Mm-hmm. And like. We've talked about that. We have talked about it. There are people I follow on Instagram that um, I had a lot of respect for and that I've, I've gradually lost respect for because of the lack of love and compassion. Yep, that their practice teaches. Exactly. And, you know, I come back to Gandhi, like fucking Gandhi, you know, and he, he said, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. You know, so we want to see more love and compassion and equality. That means we have to be that even to the people that we don't want to be that to. That's right. Um, And so seeing some of these responses, some of these behaviors on social media that is completely... The opposite of the the fucking teaching. opposite of that. I mean, it's it's destroying the conversation. And that's what we need. I mean, that's been a huge issue. You look at the left and the right. A big part of the problem is that they're not talking. That communication isn't happening. That conversation right. isn't happening. And I love that that um, library that you mentioned about how you go in to have conversations with people who see things differently than you do. Yep. And so to see these behaviors <laughs> on social media that are destroying the opportunity for that conversation. Right is really it's ego filled it is absolutely it's ego filled because now they're trying to do the opposite of what has been happening so they're creating another polarization which it just continues and perpetuates the the um polarizing ends of things the negative the negative negative polarity and the positive polarity or the healthy polarity and we can't do that anymore we got to come to balance yeah and that's one thing that I've been practicing in my everyday life and I, and I teach regularly, you know, is heal thyself, heal yourself because we can't heal the collective until you heal within you. And once you heal inside of you, then the collective has the ripple effect and picks up on that. I mean, I could talk about that all day, um, but I won't get into that because that's a whole other topic, but it's, we, we say things are beautiful and everything, but really when you start to witness an inner healing, you start to notice that the people around you begin to heal also, or the ones that don't, that want to stay in that trapped state because they don't know how to get out of their discomfort. They're fearing that getting out of that discomfort, you know, they start to move away and you know, that can be painful. Yeah. It can be painful when we, when friends, family members start to 
separate or start to um, distance themselves from you or you distance yourself from them because you're starting to realize your reality wasn't what you thought it was. And that can be painful. And I can empathize. My God, I can empathize. We can have a coffee date over that conversation. Um, but it's, it really, I mean, that to me, that's been my entire life is realizing my reality isn't what it was in my head. And you have to just understand there are people out there going through this and your like-minded community will come to you because like attracts like. And we tend to navigate or not navigate, but gravitate towards those that are similar minded. And you will find your community, but you have to first sit with that discomfort and maybe do the practice that Chloe just mentioned is put a timer, sit with it. What does it feel like in the body? Where does anger hold? You know, what is, what is it going? And then if you need to escape, you at least know you started the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the bottom line is just start. Yeah. Identifying where it's holding. Well, and not letting yourself get overwhelmed and right and feeling the need to be there. Right. You know, and that's one of the reasons I like that practice is because it is such a small but powerful step forward. And so for people who don't know what to do in that, once they sit with the, okay, so I'm feeling uncomfortable. Uh, what does it feel like? I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, well, maybe ask yourself, why don't you like it? Because it's not peaceful. Okay, so how do you achieve peace out of this? Identify what this is. Yeah. What is it? Is it just a thought pattern? Is it somebody you met today that triggered you through a conversation? Go back to where did this discomfort start? It could have been just somebody pulling out or uh, cutting you off. Why did that piss you off? Is it because you can't control other people? Maybe you have control issues. You know, it's just really looking at where this is all coming from. And it's not to shame you. It's not to belittle you. It's not to make you feel less than. It's just to understand this is the path towards self-discovery to know what you have been taught throughout life. And maybe it doesn't even resonate with you. Maybe you just don't like that people are inconsiderate. That's why you can be, and that triggers the control feelings. Like I want to control people so they can start learning to be considerate. And I'm, I'm, make, I'm making this, this example because I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I grew up with one freeway system. And so many people drive like bats out of hell here. <laughs> And so it's, it's yeah, and they, and they do not understand that their issue is with patience because there's not a good travel commute system here. And so if we practice patience, maybe we can have a little bit of more room for compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. Slowing down, it gives us new perspective, you know, and that's, you know, to bring it back, that's, you know, also what we need when it comes to imposter syndrome is that perspective and that chance to slow down and take a breath and observe um, why, what, you know, like when it, when it comes to imposter syndrome, what am I, what am I nervous about um, getting wrong? What am I afraid of misrepresenting? Why am I afraid of that? Mm-hmm. Why am I nervous about that? Um, You know, and then not only does that give us perspective, but it gives us a chance to continue to learn and grow 
in whatever that is that we're passionate about or that relationship. It right. gives us that opportunity to um, really understand the other person better, maybe, because we do, there, there is a, such a capacity to continue to learn and to continue to grow. It starts with acknowledging those feelings and those emotions and um, yeah, the, that place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is easy to come from a place of talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, you guys, for you listeners, no joke, Chloe and I have experienced this stuff, and that's why we talk about it so passionately. Yeah. We are we going through this. It, yeah. yeah, we're going through it. And that's why we're just kind of like, people need to know they're not alone in this stuff. You know, because I don't know about you guys, there's so many people talking about how alone they feel, at least in my circle of people, that they feel maybe not alone, but maybe they don't feel understood. Um, You know, there's just, and I know in the collective consciousness, there's just a lot going on and it could get us into a rut, into a spiral of feeling like a victim of life. And that's not the case. That's what our minds kind of trick us into believing that life sucks, life's a piece of shit. But really, the way I look at it, and I encourage everybody to do, is read the book The Game of Life by Florence Scovel Shin. She woke me up, all of her writings, all of her books woke me up. And she's a, she's a metaphysician from the late 1800s. And she died at early 1900s. And her writings are just incredible. If you start looking at life as a game, it becomes a little bit more appealing versus this is all that it is. You know, I mean, to me, I've, I've been looking at life as a, a game of chess now for, or even uh, candy, candy, what is it, candy, candy land? land? I've been thinking about it like as candy land, as a, the game of chess, like kind of a, a, a combination of the two. You know, and it has really helped me. And, you know, I'm a Leo, y'all, so I tend to have a childlike mentality when it comes to the approach of things. Maybe not a childlike, but a creative way of thinking of things that helped me get through really tough times. And so that's, that's again, just having a self-awareness of how, how do you, does your mind actually thrive? Is it through a playfulness or is it through art? artistic endeavors or is it through physical action you know I mean really start getting to know yourself this is the perfect time especially going through all this pandemic crap where you have to sit with yourself you have to be I mean you don't have to be because so many people are out there just living life like it's normal you know but at a time we were all quarantined and we couldn't do much and that's a perfect time to sit with yourself and like find out why is this so uncomfortable to be at home why is it so uncomfortable to be still at home for a little bit i don't like it i mean we normally like it when we're super busy because now it's downtime to relax but then are you really relaxing you're now just recuperating from all the busyness that you're ready to go back into Mm -hmm. you know so you're not really addressing things Mm -hmm. well i'm not and maybe this is too big for this conversation but you know what you're talking about when you said, you know, these, these things that we turn to that help us get through, 
that help us get by, you know, and it's kind of like how many people just feel like they're totally thriving in life and, and not just, I don't mean just financially, like, you know, I don't mean like you're making enough to cover your bills and, you know, still have play money and that's not what I, I mean. Even that stuff can be a major form of escapism. And oh, course. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, materiality, of course. Yes. So, Retail therapy. Right. So how much of this life that we've created, this society that we've created, is just about escaping and avoiding to get us through? And what kind of a life is that? Well, I mean, I, like I just said, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm totally right there with you as far as like, like we had that conversation yesterday where I can escape into the spiritual realm and live in the, in the beautiful, blissful feelings all the time. But it's coming back to earth and kind of like, okay, but this isn't my reality though. I mean, that's not my reality. My reality is like, this is what it is, but I want to bring that here. So how do you mm-hmm. do that? Right. You know, so we do have our own, all of us have our own ways of escaping. Some people are escaping through um, positive vibes, guys. Hashtag good vibes. Some people are escaping through, you know, drugs and alcohol. Some people are escaping through video games, um, through posting, making pictures look staged. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we all have our way of escaping. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just recognizing, like, are you trying to make this photo opportunity a picture-perfect photo so that people see you a certain way so that you can say, no, this is my life, though. That's what it looks like. When really it doesn't. You know, really it hurts to kind of know the reality and just, like, escape into that photo and say, but that's how it's supposed to look. I mean, like I said, I do that all the time going into the psychic realms or into the, into the, you know, spiritual realms we all have our way so to not shame yourself that maybe you haven't started the process yet or to not shame yourself because this process is a lot fucking harder than you realized <laughs> it's hard it's hard it never ends it i shouldn't never, say it never ends but but I mean, when you said yeah and when you said actually you said uh i like maybe this is too big of a thing and like how many of you are actually thriving The thing is, is if you take a step back, you know, I was talking to a friend one day and they were saying, you know, today sucked. And I was like, did today suck? Or was it just the moment that sucked? So chunk it back, take a bite out of the elephant and look at, is it today that actually sucked or was it just for a few hours? How was the morning? Did that suck? Maybe for even five minutes? Did you have a piece of avocado toast that was fucking amazing it tasted um, blissfully you know and it just was like I'm having it I'm gonna have a good morning you know it's 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 not looking at the whole day as it's a crap day because a series of events occurred well and with that because that that is absolutely true we can have days full days where it's just one thing after the other yeah we can um but I also, something I've been thinking about recently is um, how much of our 
struggle how much of the suck <laughs> is the actual mm-hmm. events and how much of it is just how we carry it. Or how and we how view we, it. Yeah. How we view it. Do we let it, you know, feed into our anger or our resentment or our fear or our whatever it may be? Yeah. Um, because there, I mean, there are horrible things in life. There are just look at the news for the first five minutes. Yes. (laughs) Like we are not at all, you know, we're not part of the good vibes only. No, no. Bandwagon. No, because we totally know that good vibes mean that you got to work on yourself, and you can't just say good vibes, keep your sticky <laughs> icky away from me. No, no, it's not real, that, and that's not compassionate for your fellow no. people. That's no. no compassion. No, I mean that to me, honestly, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but to me, honestly, you know, say that's it. a sign that maybe you need to check your privilege. Yeah, or or check the fact that you are just avoiding the mirror of yourself because all we are everybody here okay and i'm revealing a lot about myself but i am that person and i don't care i love me (laughs) i'm learning to love me how about that i believe that we live in a hologram and people are reflections of ourselves it's the hologram reflecting who we are and so if you're just shunning these people away and saying good vibes only it's because you don't want to feel what they're feeling because you feel it all the time and so you're saying nope i can't deal with that crap because you don't want to deal with your own shit really Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know people i love you guys i don't even know you and i love you guys and i know it's hard to to be here every day i know it is but the bottom line is is we have to get to a state of compassion and love for everyone because we are all one going through an individual experience And I did remember that book, and it's called The Raw Communications, I believe. And it's about a a, a group of three who channel, and somebody is channeling Ra um, from, you know, ancient times, the god of Ra, the god of sun. Ah, oh, I I thought you were saying R-A-W. No, R-A. R-A. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, R-A. It's a little hard to follow if you're not really savvy on, like, um... If you're not savvy on channeling and how channeling works, it's a little hard to follow. It's it's just kind of it's going over another another way of explanation that Chloe can teach that yoga teaches is that you know we are all one and we can all bring one to the collective, but we have to work on ourselves and we can then bring it to the to the group. You know, it's it's very much that um, it's just speaking it in a different way. Um, so it's it's. It really boils down to the law of one, and we are all one. And so we have to have compassion for ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves, love ourselves, so that we can love another person mm-hmm. for who they are mm-hmm. and where they're at in their journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, more, the more we love ourselves, the more we can love others. Yeah. I mean, you know, this conversation of, like, helping others first or helping ourselves first, and, and that's something I grew up with for sure, of, like, uh you know, you um, have to do it for others. You have to be there for others. You have to... Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor. You you know, you can't say no to people. You can't, like, you know, you, you put others first at all costs. But the bottom line is, is what's the missing link is, but you've got to love yourself first. Exactly. You've got to you know what love is. You can't, you know, you can't have that sustainable, that distorted genuine... View compassion and 
love for other people if you're not practicing it towards yourself. And so I guess one practice that you guys can do, a little a little homework, is writing down what does love mean to you. I mean, that is such an abstract thought. Love means, love is different for everybody. Um, but I believe at the core of it, I think we can all say that love is free. And it's the freedom to love however we want and to be whoever we want. And to, you know, at least that's my idea of it is that love is free. And so I don't want to program anything into your head. I would consider writing down a list and just really sitting with what does love mean? And if you think, and if you say to yourself, I don't know, there is the issue then. It's like, maybe you weren't ever taught love. Maybe you weren't taught what unconditional love is. So maybe a practice would be, and I know this might sound silly, but go buy a plant and talk to it. And notice how it responds if you tell it loving things. I know that sounds silly, but plants respond. They respond to unhealthy emotions, unhealthy thinking. Even if you, it, it, it actually, a plant, according to some studies, and I can't remember the study, but a plant does better with you not even saying a thing versus you telling it negative things. So if you tell it loving things, or if you just stay silent, it still can thrive and it can bloom and it can do its thing. But if you start telling it unhealthy stuff, then it, notice how it adjusts, how it changes, maybe how it dies off. And so maybe your environment wasn't loving. Yeah, so if you think about, again, like think about your environment and your caregivers. Maybe you weren't taught what love is because your caregivers were in a state of fear all the time. Fear of stepping outside of the comfort zone, what it felt like, what it was, and they, because they didn't know. They only knew what they were taught. So just sit with that, write down what you think love is or what you want to feel, what you think love should feel like. You know, just get an idea and maybe practice some of those ideas on yourself and see what comes of that. So if you, if you want to think about the imposter syndrome, let's bring it around full circle. When you're in, when you're experiencing that, I don't know if I can because I don't have an, I don't have enough certifications or I don't have enough knowledge or experience or whatever it is, every excuse. Think about that list. What is loving? And what is, are you showing yourself love or are you criticizing yourself? Are you being judgmental? And can you? Can you take one baby step, kind of like, what about Bob in our one of our other posts? Can you take one baby step in the direction of freeing yourself from imposter syndrome? Because as Chloe has taught me, everyone thinks differently, has a different approach, and people can learn from that different approach. I can tell you from experience, I had a few people in my, not just my hypnosis, practice, but my, my uh, channeling practice, where people would come to me for a few times, and I would say almost the same thing every time, and then they would go experience a different hypnotherapist, or they would go experience a different channel or psychic or intuitive, and then they would come back to me and say, wow, they said exactly what you said, but it was different, and it clicked for me, and it's because I don't speak the same language their brain is set up for, and 
I had to learn not to take that personally at first. And then once I said it clicked, I was like, there you go. As long as it clicks, that's what matters. So maybe we might not be your teacher, but at least one thing that you've heard today might have planted a seed and then it branches you out to go hear somebody else say it in a different way that it clicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't be an imposter if you're living in your authenticity. Right, boom. Well fucking said. Again, sorry for the (laughs) F-bombs. Well said. (laughs) All right, y'all, thank you so much for listening in today. And we hope that at least something you heard today planted a seed. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Love to you all. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Purusha Podcast, a Purusha Project production. If you like what you've heard and want to know more, check us out on Instagram at the Purusha Project. Purusha spelled P-U-R-U-S-A at The Purusha Project or on Facebook at The Purusha Project. You can find our website at the link in bio on Instagram or Facebook or at the link in the episode notes. And if you want to stay up to date on happenings or get more content straight into your inbox, sign up for our email newsletter on our website or at the link in the episode notes. And you can join our conversation by sending us your questions or let us know your thoughts on the episode by emailing us at project at gmail.com or head over to the Perusha Project Facebook group. The Perusha Podcast is created by Natalie Palomares and Chloe Dascoli with music by Pablo Station. If you like his sound, you can check him out at his Instagram, underscore Pablo.station, or by clicking the link in the episode notes. Thanks again for listening in. Until next time.